Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for bringing us through. You're such an amazing God. And we can't thank you enough. When we was at our lowest point in life, you gave us life. Thank you for not leaving us there. Oh, thank you for having purpose for our life. We love you so much. Lord, we ask you to speak through us, touch the hearts and minds of someone. Let their heart be transformed. Let them have a greater love for you, a greater passion for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. I'm so glad to uh, um, see so many people out there. I see some faces I haven't seen in a while, and so I'm excited. Uh, to my left over there, my girl, I love you. Man, I'm so excited to see you. I've uh, been doing this series about the seven I am's of Christ, and so we're dealing with uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, and so I'm going to try to get through this, um, and I'm excited about it. In John 3.16, a very powerful passage of scripture, uh, John wrote, and John said that, for God so loved the world, I want you to think about that, for God so loved the world, doesn't matter how broken you were, doesn't matter about your situation or your circumstance. doesn't matter all the mistakes you made in life. It doesn't matter. But God loved you so much that he's willing to send his son. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everybody say, I am the resurrection and the life. We have to understand that and understand God and God's mission and purpose for us. And understanding when God uh, created the world, uh, he had no intention for death to ever have any power over us. So death was always there because life was there, but death was powerless. It was absolutely powerless. The thing that give death power is sin. In Genesis 2 and 17, here's what it reads. Except, let me go back to verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2, and then I'm going to get into my text. It says, The Lord God placed a man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him. Everybody said warned him. He warned the man, Mickey. He warned him. He says, you may freely eat from the fruit of every tree in the garden. He said, you can eat anything you want in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I don't want you exposed to that. Then he says this. If you eat it, 
you will surely die. He says, in the event that you rebel against me, you introduce death into the picture. You give death life, right? And so, and so when Adam and Eve sinned, they created a major problem, right? Because wherever sin is, the pages or the wages for sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That regardless of your situation or your circumstances, he wanted you to have a relationship with him. So in your darkest corner, when you made the biggest mistake, when you did something and you thought nobody else would ever forgive you for, God said, I will. He said, I'm in the forgiveness business. He said, I sent my son down for you. He said, I love you that much. He said, I sent my son so death could not have any power over you. But let's talk about it, and let's see what he has to say about it, and it's important. In John, the 11th chapter, we read this story. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sister, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. Now, now, now granted, now the Passover is about to happen. Jesus is ministering in the town over a few miles where John had really set the stage and, and the disciples had started coming, people started gathering around, things were going great with Jesus. The ministry is popping and hopping, and Jesus had created some miracles, and his disciples was on high. They said, we rolling. Everything is rocking and rolling. And all of a sudden, uh, a person that God and Jesus loved so much got sick. His name was Lazarus. And Lazarus got sick in a town, and back in this town when he got sick, the problem was back there where he was in Judea, they had just tried to kill Jesus, and they had to escape and get out of town. And his disciples were like, yes, we finally got away from them. So now we're doing good. Ministry's going well. And let's keep on moving. And now all of a sudden, a problem occurs. And here's what happens in the third verse. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, now remember this, now Lord indicates that we know you're in charge. Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness would not end in death. I want you to understand something. Things that have happened to you is not the death of you. I know you feel like your world is crumbling and you don't have nowhere to go. And it seems like financially the bottom is falling out and, and, and falling out. And things, things seem like it's just going to hell in a hay basket. I promise you there's life in the making. Amen. So then he goes on and says, no, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Now, remember, Jesus is about to go to Calvary, right? He's about to go to Calvary, but now it's been interrupted and some things are going on and ministry is hopping and popping and things are going well. But all of a sudden, uh, this young man gets sick 
And now they, the sisters are calling for him. And they said, Jesus, my brother Lazarus is sick. Please come. We know you have the power to heal him because you've done it before. Please come and heal my brother. But Jesus refused to come. He stays away for two days. And he said, I did it on purpose. Did he stay away from you on purpose? The thing that you're going through and you thought God was not there, know something for sure. He was there, but he wanted God to get the glory. How many of us got bad news and and we thought it was all over? And later on down the line, we said, isn't God good? Isn't he good? Won't he do it? Some of us were so sick. You know, I was, I was, uh, um, uh, Z, uh, I can never pronounce her name, Sister Chandler. Okay, y- y- okay. Zandra. What they call her? Smut. All right. That helped me right there. I, I, I remember when she was sick and she, she gave me her testimony and she had cancer. And all that, and and you get the diagnosis from the doctor. That's why I looked at it and, and smiled. I thought about the city, and you and you get the diagnosis, and you're scared to death. You think you're gonna die, and God came and healed her. So, so, so those who sick and you think God is not a healer, look to your right, or in the front, or in the back, and you know that God is a healer. Uh, so, so it goes on and understand whatever you're going through, man, God got you. Verse 14, I'm going to jump across the line because I want to get through this, right? It says, so he told them plainly, Lazarus is not dead. He's not dead. Now, remember now, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Now, anybody know anything about death? Now, you got to remember, you got to go back in time. And during that time, they didn't have embalming and all that kind of stuff that they have today, and they put the makeup on, you look good. And after four days, right, everything started to break down. He's been wrapped in a, and the the sister said, listen, you know, he stinks right now. But Jesus was letting them know, I got a plan. I want you to know, man, God got a plan for your life. And he brought you through. For the glory of God. Everybody said, for the glory of God. Verse 15 says, and for your sake, now listen, Jesus, now this is, he tripped out. For your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. He said, I'm glad he died. He said, for now you will really believe because you don't believe. A lot, I was sitting there and and my knees was hurting so bad, Brad, uh, yesterday, and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. This is crazy. And and I'm like, man. And I said, I know I live right and all this here. And I'm like, God, you need to do something about these knees. And I went to bed and uh and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and it was hurting even more. I know y'all would thought I said it was healed, you know. It was hurting even more. Right? And and and, and so and I said, God, I, I try to live by by your word. You know, and, and they say you're a healer. He said, I can heal if I want to. He said, I don't have to heal your knees, but that don't mean I can't. He says, uh, but it's not unto death. 
I said, okay, we, I, I can work with you, all right? I, I can work with you. Stay with me, all right? So, so now Lazarus is not dead, but he is. Everybody say he is. He's dead. He's dead as they come. And, and he's been dead for four days. His body is starting to stink. His sister, now you got to understand. So Jesus said, take me where the body is. And his sister said, no, because if we roll the stone away, he stinks right now. He's been dead a long time. Jesus, do you believe me, though? Here's the question. We've been living for Christ all our life, some of us. And, we, and some of us have given our life to the Lord. But do we really believe that Jesus can do what he said he can do? You know, I was, I was sitting there, and I, was, um, I, I looked back at Mar- Margaret, and, uh, and I remember Margaret told me the story about her son. Uh, and when it came on the news and what had happened and all this here, and, and then how her heart was broken and, and all that. And then she, we talked, me and Margaret had mar- multiple conversations about her son. And, and, and boy, that was a long time. He was, he was in prison for a long time, for 10 years. You see that you don't see your baby. He's in ten, but he's in the audience today, y'all. Sometimes you think the day is never coming, but God said, "I got this." Everybody said, "I got it." God said, "I got this thing, man. This this is real talk, right?" So, look at verse seventeen. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Now, look, now I'm going to jump down to verse 20 so I can cut across the line so I can get out of here. Watch what he says. When Martha got the word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, now she recognized him as Lord, all right? If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. How many times we said, God, if you had been there? Right? He says this here. But even now, watch your faith. Even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Do you believe it? He said, listen, I know that even though he's been dead for four days, she has so much faith, she believed that he could, what? Raise him from the dead. Do you really have that kind of faith? Now, I want you to understand this now because you got to go back to John 3.16. For God so loved the world, and you got to understand death, right? And a lot of times we look at death as, as right now. But you got to remember, when we talk about eternal life, this physical body is only given to you, man, to move in the earth on behalf of the king for right now. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he give you a ticket to eternal life. And everybody says life after physical death. And Jesus knew this. Now, even though he's going to raise Lazarus from his physical death, he's raised some of you all from a spiritual death. Some of you all were in places that you never thought you would ever get out of, and God delivered you. And you promised God. God, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And guess what he did? He delivered you. You should have been dead. You should have been, it should have been over. You should have been killed in an accident. Things should have happened. Your life was almost snuffed out, and God delivered you. 
He said, you ought to get up and shout about it. He said, because God has been that good to you, better to you than you could have ever been to yourself. Because he's the resurrection. Everybody say he's the resurrection. So then he goes on in verse 23. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Right? And she said, yes, Martha said, he will rise again. Everyone else, too. Because I know those who've accepted you will rise when everybody else in the resurrection. He said, oh, no, no, no. We're talking about right now. We're talking about right now. Lord, I need you right now. How many people need him right now? The gas prices, so I mean, the gas prices is off the chart, man. Lord, I need you right now. You like Jesus? The gas price so high. I want you to come on in right now, right now, right? But here's the thing, though. You know, you know, we laugh about it, but we still get in our car because He give us just enough to get where we gotta go. Won't He do it? Won't He give us enough? If, and if you ain't got enough gas, He gives somebody else enough gas to give you a ride to get where you got to go. And if they ain't got no gas, He give you a bus ticket. It's just the coach said, give you a ride on the bus, right? But but He'll do it. He's gonna always take care of you. Trust him and have confidence in him, right? Now, so, now watch what happens. And then I'm going to cut across the field so we can get done with this. But we got some baptism. Verse 25 is the most powerful part of this verse, and I want to get to it, all right? Jesus told her, I know that you believe that he's going to raise, be raised from the dead in the resurrection. Then Jesus tells her at that point who he really is. He, he explains to her who he is. Now, remember, she had a lot of faith in him. They saw him raise Lazarus' daughter. I mean, Lazarus from the dead. Not yet. I'm sorry. Uh, Jairus' daughter. He, he, he healed Peter's mama. He's done a lot of things along the way, right? But they still kind of had a little few doubts. But here it comes, the power statement. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection, watch this here, and the life, Right? Anyone, everybody say anyone. Now, I want you to understand something. I want you to hear me well, right? Because people are giving you a lot of stuff right now. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him, right? So here's what Jesus says. Anyone who believes in me will live even after they die. Right? He says, Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Then he asked her a question. Do you believe it, though? The question is, do you believe it? Now, let's go back and understand death. So death has no power unless you give it power. Now, I want, you to, I want everybody to get this here. Death has no power unless you give it power. The only way death has power in your life is if you sin. Whenever you sin, you give death power over you. Let's talk about spiritual issues, right? I don't care how you live in. I don't care what's going on in your life, right? Whenever Satan tricked you, this is mission, to trick you into sinning or rebelling against God, he introduces death into your life. 
let's let's walk around and be the walking dead because we'll go around and we'll lie and steal and cheat and do all kind of things we know is contrary to the will of God and then we don't want to die but yet we continue to sin the problem is life and death go together right in the event wherever there's life death is there but it has no power unless you sin it's powerless. Jesus came on the scene, on the scene, and death could not kill Jesus. It didn't have the power to kill him, right? That's why he said, "I laid down my life." Why did it not have the power to kill him? Because he had no sin in his life. He had a sinless life, so he came down. He said, "Father," and remember, he had to redeem mankind. He said, "Father, prepare me a body, and let me go down." And watch this here. Because I love them so much that I'm willing to take their sin and put it on me. Right? Well, Satan thinks he's slick. He thinks he got me, but he don't know that he don't got me. So he took your sin and put it on him. And he went to Calvary. And what happened? And he died. And he rose again. That's why the resurrection is so powerful. Because he rose from the dead, letting Satan know that you have no power. Now watch this here. Sin has no power in your life. Why doesn't it have power? Because you died to it. Did you die to it, or are you giving it life by continuing to sin? When Jesus Christ died for you, and he took your sin on. And now sin has no power over you unless you sin. Unless you rebel against I don't care who you are, saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, you can run, speak in tongues, do whatever you want. If you sin, you give power to death. It may not be a physical death, but it can be a death of a relationship. It can be the death of a job. It can be the death of a family. It can be the death of a marriage. It can be the death of a lot of things when you sin. But it has no sting if you don't sin. It has no power. It won't. It can't kill the relationship. It can't kill anything. A lot of people say, well, why am I in the situation I'm in? It's because you what? You sin. You rebel against God. You think we can walk through this life and do whatever we want. We can't. That's what Satan wants you to think. Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So when you take on Christ, you die to you and come alive to him. And now you're resurrected as a new creature. All things have what? Passed away. And all things become new. Now I'm alive and I live forever. Remember, man, we are a different kind of people because we're humans. Right? We're, We're a spirit and man. So we're spirit inside of a dirt body. The dirt body is going to deteriorate. It's going back. Everybody's dirt body is going back. Now, you're going to have a new body. You know this. Just follow the word. You're going to have a new body, and the body you're going to have is either going to help you in hell or help you in heaven. But this body that you have right now is only given to you, men, to move in the earth on behalf of the king. Right? Now, what Satan wants to do is he wants you uh, to be ineffective in the earth. So what he wants you to do is make your body more important than Christ. 
And so what happened is we try to satisfy our body and our flesh. And the more we try to satisfy, even though we know what the word says, we do us. And when we do us, we give Satan power to bring death into our life. Now, not necessarily physical death. Let's not talk about physical but it breaks up the relationships that we have because everything in this earth is about relationships. That's why Jesus said that they would know you mine by what? By the love. What is the love? It's about relationships, right? But when the relation, whenever you rebel against God, you bring in sin. I don't care. It can be your mama. She could have birthed you in this world. And you love it, she can do anything in the world for you. Right? If she if she sins against you, it'll turn you on her. And you don't know why you get so angry and all that, because sin, that's what Satan does. And the only way you can get it off of you, you have to what? Repent. And repent doesn't mean say, I'm sorry, repent, say, I'm not doing that again. I want you to know I'm sorry, and I'm turning away, and I will never, ever do it again. And then you give God the opportunity to come back in that person's life, and then they forgive you and restore what has been lost. Satan don't ever want you to repent. He wants you to keep on doing you. He gave us sex drives that's so good, and we just I don't care, I'm going to do it. Because it feel good to me. And then I keep, and I do it, and I think I'm getting away with it. Now I'm scared, hoping nobody catch me, hoping I don't get pregnant, hoping I don't get no disease, all that stuff. Right? Because I know what I'm doing is wrong. Now, what's happening now, now, don't nobody have to do anything to you. Because you sinned against God and don't nobody know about it but you, watch what happened. There's a death that takes place inside of you. Because it kills your relationship with God, now you what? You feel guilty, and you feel hurt. And the only way you can get it off of you is you got to go to God and ask God for what? Forgiveness. And you got to repent from it. Jesus said, I come to give you life. He said, I'm the resurrection. He says, anybody that believes in me, he says, listen, you will never die. What, what, what you mean you never, I'm never going to die? He says, listen, as long as you operate in me, as long as you operate in me, Satan don't have no power over your life. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter. Now, I'm not quoting no scripture on you and all this. Well, you know, so you can get an interpretation of the Bible. I get an interpretation of the Bible. Well, we're not even talking about that. The God, remember that you were created in God's image. This good. God will let you know in your heart. Not what somebody else said, because what somebody else said is not going to make you feel guilty. What you doing, if it's wrong, God going to let you know because he created you in his image. He said, I want you to live forever. So what he going to do, he going to remind you of what you did is what? Wrong. Or what you're doing is wrong. Get it straightened up so we can do some business in the earth. Because I got some work for you to do. Because I came that you may have what? Life. And they have life more abundantly. That's why I came. He said, I came. So the only way I can really work through you 
is I got to put my spirit in you. And my spirit cannot dwell in you as long as you live in contrary to me. He said, so we can't be effective in the earth. He said, I came that you may have life. Life for what? So you can give other people life. I, 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 I'm working on it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm working. Everybody said working. So our dinner don't really eat me. I, I, I like it, right? So I'm trying to work on not eating me. I'm trying to change my diet, right? And one of the things I try to convince myself pretty is that meat is a dead substance. You know, they had to kill it. And then I take this dead stuff and put it in my body so I got dead stuff living inside of me. And then we got to beat it all up, cook it all up, put a lot of heat on it, do all that kind of stuff, man, and try to make it all right, but it still ain't no good. And it's hard for my body to digest it, right? I'm still working on it, right? But, 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 the, but the thing is, it's dead stuff. What Jesus is trying to do, he's trying to put life inside of you so you can live. And what Satan wants to do, he wants to continue to put dead stuff inside of you. What is the dead stuff? Sin. He, he wants you to walk, you, and, and, and you believe this thing. You think you can pull this thing off. And Jesus says, listen, I'm the resurrection. Right? He said, I don't care if you gamble. That ain't no problem for me. He said, but don't you get your family evicted. Don't you spend all our money and get your family evicted. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection. He said, I came that you may have life. He said, I want you to live forever. Why do I want you to live forever? Because I need life. He said, I don't want no dead meat in your body. He said, uh, he didn't say that. I said that. He didn't want no dead meat in your body, right? What he's saying is, I don't want dead stuff inside of you. He said, I came that you may have life. So he give you stuff. Uh, somebody told me, uh, 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 I hate to pick on Margaret, but somebody told me that Margaret sent them a text every morning. A girl called me. She said, every Monday morning, I get this. I just look forward to it. Every month, I look for Now, all the men get one from Harvey, right? So Harvey sends us one every day. Every day we get one, right? But what they're doing is they try to give us life through the scriptures. And they try to give you, when you get it, they want you to and just put it down in your spirit so it can transform you. This, that's what God want to do. So Jesus says, if you believe in me, follow my words. And the words have power. Now, watch this here. The Holy Spirit that I want to give you, I want to to put inside of you to move on my behalf is life. Not for you, but for other people that come in contact with you. And so Jesus, I'm the resurrection, but you have to believe in me. So when Lazarus was dead and Jesus came to Lazarus and he rose uh, Lazarus up from the dead and he gave him life again. Now remember, Lazarus still died later. Physically. But spiritually, may he live forever. Right now, Jesus' disciples did not want him to go back because they was afraid of dying. Jesus was never afraid of dying because he knew that death couldn't hold him, and it wasn't about the earth stuff. The, listen, everybody said we're spiritual beings living through an earthly body. So I want you to understand that, and God wants you today to accept Christ into your life. And allow him to be the resurrection. And whatever you're dealing with, 
I don't know who you are. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, he said, you got to let me into your life and let me help resurrect you. He said, whatever you're going through, I don't want you to go through it alone. He said, I want to go through it with you. He said, so I can help you deal with the sin every time it shows up in your life. Raise your hand if sin shows up every day. Right. And now, the only way you can deal with it effectively is you got to have Jesus in your life. Now, before I got saved, I was a slick one. I did a lot of stuff. I shot a lot of dice in my life. You know, I sold a couple hubcaps every now and then. I ain't never been high. You know, I did a lot of stuff that was wrong, and thank God for grace. Right? Now, and, and but I tell you what, it killed a, some stuff I did, killed some relationships for a lifetime. Some things I did to people, right, and some of the stuff I did, it killed a relationship for a lifetime. And, 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 and I, I wish I could find those people now and go back and apologize. They probably thought I'd never get saved. Some of the crazy stuff I did, right? But because I gave my life to Christ, I live without that guilt in my life anymore. Because I know I live for Christ now. So when I'm alive, I've been resurrected as a new person. Stu man no longer lives anymore. Stu man don't live anymore. You, you don't want to deal with Stu man. You know somebody that Stu man was different. Stu man can throw down and get down, right? But I ain't Stu man no more. You know, Woody was over my house the other day, and him and AJ was going to play a basketball game, and, and Woody told AJ, Woody said, AJ, you don't want to play me because AJ ain't never been to prison, right? So Woody said, man, you don't want to play me, man. Now, AJ's a really good basketball player. Now, Woody can't beat AJ in basketball. AJ said, man, I, I, I thought about child, and we had four minutes to go. He said, we're going to play for $50. He said, I just had a, I was going to blank out, and I was just going to pull, right? So his mind took him back. But but the, the the beauty is, you know, we start to laugh and joke because when because when God comes into your life, He transforms you, and you don't think about doing those things anymore. And now, and He says, "Oh no, I can't work." This God blessed me with this. I ain't got time. You trying to bet this off, God? Because what God says, what you do is take a chance. Do something you know is contrary with what I bless you with. Everybody say, "God is good." He wants to come into your life resurrect you and let you live forever. He wants you to be impactful in the life of other people. He wants you to die to you and come alive to him. He wants to be the resurrection of your life. How many people really, really want Jesus to be the Lord of your life? Now, you may not have the ability to do it now, but if you want him to do it, then you have to ask him into your life. So so you can live forever. Because this world right here is not as all as it is. This is only the beginning. The real life comes afterwards. Where do you want to end up later? Everybody say, God is good. All the time. God is great. Now, everybody stand to your feet. I want to read something to you real quick so you understand that we have another body coming. Right? It's not because I think we live for this world and we got to understand that we got to live not for here. And, and Paul wrote in First, Second Corinthians chapter 5, he says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, 
and not by human hand. There's another body. There's another house. God has other plans for us other than here. That's why Jesus said, I'm the resurrection, right? Then he goes on to say this. Here's what he says. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without body. He's letting you know you're going to have a new body. The question is, what body you going to have after you die? Are you going to have a body that's going to help you in heaven, or one that you have to wear in hell? Because it's not about what you do here. It's about living for later. The only reason Jesus died that you may be resurrected, because he wanted you to have life everlasting. Because he knew we was going to end this thing here, but he wanted to give you something, his spirit, so later on that you'll be all right. You got to be ready when Jesus comes. When you talk to, I don't care who you deal with, you got to be ready when Jesus comes. You got to be ready. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the, being the resurrection. Thank you for giving us a great opportunity to accept you as our life. Lord, you died and you took sin on so we don't have to experience that kind of death. You want us to know this death has no power, so now we can live for you and operate in righteousness so we can help get other people to accept you into their life so they can live forever. Lord, thank you for being a blessing in this world. Thank you for all the things you've done, but thank you more for giving us the opportunity to live forever. So today, we're giving you our life. We're giving you our heart. We pray, asking you, Lord, that don't leave us helpless. Don't leave us, Lord. Give us a desire to live for you. We praise and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today is a time of giving. If those who want to be a blessing to the ministry, some of you all have been such an amazing. Remember, a great portion of what we have belong to us. But a small portion of it is for God. Everybody said for God. So we always have to give a portion back to God. Don't ever taste God portion and keep it for yourself. Because what you tell me, I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. And that's between you and the Lord, not me. Amen? But you can give online. You give a file. You can write a check. Whatever you do. We can't do ministry without you. We're doing some great stuff, and we're impacting lives like never before. Thank you all for everything you do. Amen? I'm going to dismiss, uh, and we're going to open up. If, if you want to uh, hang around for prayer, we can, but we got baptism, and we already like 20 minutes over. But so uh, for those who want to stick around for the baptism, uh, please stick around for it. Baptism is the most uh, phenomenal thing, man, God ever created. It lets the world know, man, that we gave our life to you and we come alive to you, and Christ is now the head of our life. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us financially to be a blessing to the ministry. You've done so much for us. You've given us so much, and we just give a portion back to you, and we thank you for it. But Lord, as we travel and go, let us always remember the resurrection. When you was raised, we were raised. And the old person has died, and now we're alive in you. And so everybody we come in contact will know that we're one of your children by the way we love them and the way we treat them and the way we interact with people. We don't want Satan to have any more control over their life. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
You can see yourself dismissed. Those who want to stay, just leave out quietly. Those who want to stay for the baptism, uh, just remain. If you want to take pictures, or come up forward. Is the, is the candidates ready? Are they ready? Yes, what, what How many people we got? It's three of them. They should, be, they should have had them ready. They're not ready? Are y'all ready? Where's the other girl? Is she going? Is she ready? They should have had y'all by now. Come on. I know it ain't y'all fault. Come on. Teresa, get them. They got to get ready for baptism.